Oh my god. How cool. I love that. So exciting. Wow. Hi, I'm Pip and this is Jumbled Loves a Chat. Amazing, love that it. Is stunning. That is like so flipping true. Let's come and get your coffee. <laughs> Cheers to that. Today's guest is the lovely fashion designer, Bryony Marsh. So Bryony has been a part of Igloo for so many years. How many years have you had the brand for? 10 years. 10 years, so pretty close to 10 years. And when Bryony's ranges launch, she only does one a year. When it, come, when it arrives in store, it's the busiest day. <laughs> Bryony has amassed a cult following for her beautiful pieces that are like works of art. 2020 has been a very big year for Bryony with the recent announcement that she'll be no longer continuing her brand. I'm so sad. She told us about her decision on Instagram and it was honest and real and a representation of what it's like to be a small business owner slash creative. So welcome Bryony and congratulations. Oh, thanks, like, a cheers to you. Cheers, thank you. Know, you know, on such a beautiful brand. Thank you. Thanks, Pip. So what's happened, Bryony, since we spoke last? What's happened in terms of my business yeah. and my decision? Yes, yeah. Well, I think naturally it has come to an end and yeah. because I really feel like I was happy with what I had achieved within our label and I don't know I think as a lot of creatives like can relate to like having a business is pretty all-consuming yes and especially after 10 years like I really felt like I don't know as my business grew and grew the creative side was getting smaller and smaller and I had to focus on my business so much more and that took a lot of time away from what I actually love to do. Isn't it funny in business how that happens sometimes that the thing you decided to do, the passion, you end up doing the least yeah. in the end? Absolutely, absolutely and I think, I think yeah for me like I really was really excited about business as well as being creative. Um, but I also am innately creative, so that doesn't stop. And I really would always have all these ideas that I'd like to pursue, but not the time because of the time it took me all the time to do Briny Marsh. Yes. And have you been thinking about this decision for a long time or was it? I don't think for a long time. I think maybe two years deep down. Yes, but yeah. I think it's taken two years to actually like unwind and like articulate those that those feelings. Yes, yeah, you yeah. probably had the feelings, but you didn't know the step yeah. that you needed to take. And it's really hard when like you love what you do, and it's been such a big part of your life to make that decision. If it's not terribly bad, mm. exactly. Yeah, it's almost a good. It's a good decision. Yeah, I feel like it's a really positive decision and a yeah. good decision like I said I feel like I've achieved what I wanted to but at the same in the same sentence I'm still a bit sad about it yes yes so yeah because what's it like having a label 
that also has your name attached to it and then you're yeah. stepping away from it. Did you ever want to sell it? I never wanted to sell it. Like yeah. it is my name. I didn't yeah. even try and think about selling it. You know, yes. I didn't even, you know, investigate the steps in selling it. Like it's my name and it would be very, very hard for me to see it go in a direction or land somewhere that really didn't fit with what I believe in. Yes. Especially because we are proud of the way we've always run our business and you know grown our business um but yeah i think too like it being in my name i always tried to think of it even though we had to have a commercial lens sometimes but as like my type of art yes yeah and you can tell that in all of your garments like if you could see briny now she's wearing the most beautiful sequin jacket that's sort of like quite fishy it's showing purples and blues and greys and every piece that you create is so special and timeless it doesn't really almost follow a trend at all it's sort of um just so unique thank you yeah thanks Pip that's like obviously what I always try and strive for I love beautiful embellishments and like the best thing that I can hear is someone saying like I've got a dress from 10 years ago that I still have in my wardrobe and that I'm going to pass down to my daughter one day like that's the very best thing that I can hear as a designer yeah and so you've had Briony Marsh for 10 years and the fashion industry has do you feel like it's changed a lot in those 10 years I think like fashion obviously is always changing and evolving but I think obviously the very biggest difference in the last 10 years in fashion is the way that we buy and the way that we view fashion so we're going into physical stores less and less and we're purchasing online and you know we have the world in our lounge room we can order something from the other side of the world yes totally and have it on our doorstep in five days time and i think that's really exciting but it's also really overwhelming yes totally yeah to have so much choice yeah and do you think that um you know i always find with the with igloo my clothing store that fashion's just moving so fast yeah that i feel like it's just you've always got to be having something new in and it seems a little bit unsustainable. Yeah, I think like that's definitely something that I struggled with and that was something with in making my decision or that's something that I took into account when making my decision because as you know, we and like you said before, we release one collection a year. I know, and it's always driven me mad. And I apologise <laughs> because I've always, been, whenever I run into you, yeah, when are you going to do a winter range? When are you going to do that jewellery brand? Yeah. Like always, I was probably a bit of a culprit in pushing that, but I just saw in store yeah. how much people love um love your stuff and I definitely appreciated that so much like that was so (laughs) lovely um but yeah that constant pressure to have you know range upon range upon range which for me that was what I was like looking at it was either keep my business the same size and keep doing what I was doing which for me like I always like to keep moving so that wasn't too appealing for me but on the flip side it was okay we've got to grow it more and that meant for me really opening up that 
online space and that online world and um, going really a lot harder with that and that would have mean meant to be crea- uh, to be competitive that we had to do so many more collections and the pressure just I think then it would place on us to as be, a family um, no or your business? It, in terms of a business the pressure I think it would mean for us is we have to keep um, encouraging people to buy all the time in terms to, in to get through you know all these collections and and make it not only viable but profitable and it didn't sit well with me because I really have this philosophy of buying less and buying better like I honestly think in this world we all have enough yes yeah um so and I think that's so commendable I think it's really lovely I do think the industry though fashion and homewares I think that's a really lovely it's a trend that's coming through that I think hopefully will stay about buying less and buying better Absolutely. and buying things you truly connect with. Yeah, definitely. It's that connection because I think when you buy something that you really love, you A, you really care for it really well. Yeah. And then B, you get a lot of wares out of it because you love it. You put it on, it makes you feel good. Yeah. And I think like there's so many people doing that well in the fashion world like you're one of them like I walked into Igloo you know and was like oh this is so special oh, you're and lovely everything that you'd selected was just things that you would want to purchase and have in your wardrobe for a long time and the whole experience of it was really beautiful oh thank you yeah. that's lovely we I think we need to rewind a little bit and find out what you were like yeah. as a child were you always yeah. into fashion like obviously not always into fashion but um always very creative like I was a child of the 80s and 90s yes so yes my mum was very crafty and um she was cross stitching all the time or sewing or you know doing the latest paper craft and I very or much decoupage of course decoupage oh, I all forgot of that, about that all yeah of that. so you know um you know the creativity obviously was supported by my mum yeah and, yes and I think when I was about eight she taught me to sew oh wow yeah and I think I made my first thing from a pattern when I was about eight and what did you make do you remember oh, this is funny you'll laugh yeah I do remember um do you remember when madras check shorts were really big no so they so they're like a check check from like India you know like yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they were green and brown or something yeah, yeah, with yeah. a little turn up at the yes, bottom yeah. yeah I'm sure they weren't very cool then and they're still not very cool now but I thought <laughs> they were amazing but it's quite hard to do a pant um, if you know what a pant pattern looks like the crutch yeah. seam is just a bit yeah. mind-blowing and I, I still laugh like I can remember I'm sure my mum was like very proud but her friends were a bit in awe of how I'd matched the checks on the side <gasps> seams. Oh wow <laughs> no that's amazing. <laughs> so we're laughing about that still um, but yeah so my mum um, was a big influence on me in you know her love of create creating things and you know, I'd tag along to all those trips to Spotlight and Linkraft and love every moment of it. And that then graduated, obviously, to in my teens making stuff for myself and repurposing, you know, things that I'd bought, you know, secondhand into the fashions that I saw on, you know, my favourite singers or oh, how amazing. stars or whatever. Because I guess, like, 
you like I grew up in a country town and this is before the internet like our fashion offerings were very limited very um so you know making things was a way of getting things that we couldn't buy at the time but I did also then see like oh like I started you know selling them to my friends and going to markets and I'd make earrings and sell them at the local surf shop so I also had this kind of entrepreneurial yes, spirit yeah, too, yes, which yeah. I really enjoyed and then later went and studied fashion. Yes, yeah, so where did you yeah, study fashion? So I studied fashion in Geelong at a yeah. place called The Gordon, yeah. which was this amazing um, all-round course that gave you a really good grounding. You know, we learnt pattern making, we learnt to sew beautifully, mm. we learnt the design side of things as well, but it was such a practical course. It was only two years at the time. Um, and you really got out into the world very job ready. Yeah, and so I studied fashion as well. I remember. But I, I was this. not a good sewer, terrible sewer. <laughs> I spent all the years unpicking um, stuff. Oh, I think. do you know what? I don't think you have to be a good sewer. I think you just need to understand how things are constructed yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, why does that sleeve not fit properly? I, know. I was never very good at that part. <laughs> I should have just did another type of design. But I'm interested to know when you. When you went to study uni, when yeah. you when when you finished studying fashion, did you go thinking that you wanted to start your own brand, um, or was that something that happened yeah. at the end of your course? I Pip, I always think I knew I wanted to have my own business or label one day yeah. because, like I said, I was quite entrepreneurial. Yeah. Um, but I also knew that I a needed to save money, yes, and b needed to learn a lot more. So I went into working for other people in a very um, middle market fashion industry or fashion companies and just learnt as much as I could and worked really hard and was travelling, you know, China, India and learning a lot about production and, um, yeah. Which is so valuable because you could have, some people might, Want to rush it and start the brand yeah. first oh, and not look, have I was that not, understanding Yeah, I was not naive, naive enough to think that I could do it straight off the bat. Like, yeah. So how old when, were you when you started Brownie Marsh? I was 26. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have been sort of working on it for a year or two before that, you know, in the on the side or, yes, you know, yeah. developing it, making mistakes. I yeah. originally thought, you know, oh, I'm going to produce it all in Australia. Yes. And that felt very flat on its face. Isn't and it sad that we yeah. just don't have the... We've lost all our I skills know. in Australia. It's very, very sad. Yeah. And I think the people are here that can do it. Yes. But we're not set up for it. Yeah. Yeah. There would be amazingly creative people that um, can do all the handwork. I wonder if it's ever going to, if that's ever going to change or if it's too late. You know what I mean? I hope so. Like what I think is I hope as wages rise like they need to, Mm -hmm. like in the developing countries that we work for, that that will then make it more viable for people to produce in Australia. But it's not even a viability thing at the moment for people to produce in Australia. It's just that they can't. Yeah. Like we don't have the factories anymore. And did you ever think when you started Briony Marsh Mm. that it would reach the heights that you're at now 10 Mm. years on no like (laughs) I don't reckon I even like dared to look ahead very far yeah like I think I just 
put my head down and I just worked really, really hard and kept working and kept working and kept working. And yeah. thank God it all just worked out. Yes, you're so busy working yeah. in the business that... I think so. Just put your head up for air for a little while. And I like I reckon I talk about this with other people. You know, we have... Um, you know, beautiful girls who are studying or come to us as interns and it was say like, you know, it's not easy, it's really hard, but yeah. I don't necessarily think it's the most creative people or the most um, talented people who make it in business. I think it's the people who are able to ride the waves and yes. work really hard. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just keep going yeah. sometimes. Yes. Yeah. yeah isn't that interesting? Mm. So you mentioned a little bit about travelling yeah. and so you get your stuff made in India. That's right, yeah. In Jaipur or uh, where? Yeah, in Delhi. I worked always worked with two factories in Delhi and then in Jaipur. So how did the pink how did that come about? Um, well obviously I love embellishment and yes. sparkly yeah. and embroidery and beautiful handwork. So that's where the skills are. Like they're amazingly talented with all of those things. Um, but also, like I mentioned before, um, within the middle market, I was working a lot with India and China. Um, so I also knew a lot about how things worked. Yes, And I yes. knew I could, could make what I wanted to design there. You know, it really wasn't possible anywhere else. I tried to do a little bit of sampling uh, one year in Bali. Yes. Um, but really, India is where it's at. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing place. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, whenever yeah. you was, would say that you were going, I was like, oh, could I come along and carry your bags? Oh I just God. love to see all the places anytime. that you are. <laughs> I know, and you always say anytime, and I'm like, I must, must lock her down for a trip. <laughs> Do you holiday there as well? Yeah, I always, like, I travel there a lot for work, obviously, yeah. or I did travel there a lot for work, so I don't know, the lines between work and holiday were blurred yeah. a little bit sometimes yeah. because I have a beautiful agent over there, Manga and Sonu, and they have become such good friends yeah. um, that I spend most of my time with them in the factory and then we always go out and do yes. things together. Um, so yeah, I do do holiday things while yeah. I'm there. And describe India for me and for all the people listening. It's really, it's a really funny place, like no other place I've ever travelled to before. Um, crazy beautiful, but I say to people, it's like the land of contrast. Yes. Like, I don't know, like you'll be driving along in the car and there'll be you know, massive work site that's, you know, a mess and big mounds of rubble. And then on top of that mound of rubble, there were an amazing peacock with its feathers yes. fanned out and the sun is setting behind it. And you'll be like, oh my gosh. Mm. And then the next street that you turn down, you know, like out of a dingy concrete, you know, laneway that looks really scary, like a beautiful girl in a red and pink sari all come mm. cycling out. And you'll be like, is this magic like yeah it is crazy and I think I don't know I recently saw just um on Instagram Justina Blakely from the jungle oh, yeah, I love she's her. been in yes. Rajasthan in India 
and I love the way that she has um, captured India like she's um, put her photos like grid style and very zoomed in and I'm like that's very much what India is like like on mass it, it can seem really chaotic and you know quite dirty a bit ugly but you just walk around like if you're creative I think it's like you've got a telescope and you like zoom in on all these little details and you're like so beautiful like just all these little snippets when I went there I ended up with I think a camera reel of doors and garage yeah, doors totally. like all the co- it was just the colors and yeah. the to- yeah I imagine the patina sort of yeah of the it. color and you'll be like oh someone mud guard on that bike has got a beautifully engraved flower or the way that the light's shining through you know that wall has left a gorgeous pattern on the ground (laughs) yeah it's a funny place it's beautiful someone described to me that India was you know every word you could ever think of could be used to describe India I think that's right amazing confronting every word yeah totally and people go oh would I like it and I go I reckon if you're creative you can't not like it but I think if you're a very black and white person you absolutely hate it nothing ever goes right or to plan yes (laughs) yes but if you're creative like you just get over that because it's so beautiful. And doing business and so, over there. Yeah. Was it? It's tricky. I can, yeah, I was going to say that. They it? have this completely different like philosophy on life, which is very beautiful, um, but very hard sometimes to do business with. But I learned that early and we could put things in place. So when I first started traveling to India and, you know, I was at the bottom of the rung for the factories you know small order minimum amount of pieces you know I would have to go and sit there like literally for a month at a time at the factory every day just to make sure like my pieces were getting made and not getting pushed shunted for you know other orders when they came in fair enough like you know what I mean everyone wants to make money but um until I'd go there and sit and every day and I would you know, we were on a really tight deadline and and I would go into the um, room where all the men were embroidering like one of my pieces and in India, this shocks people sometimes, it's all Muslim men yes, who yeah. embroider all the pieces. Um, very, very talented. It's like a skill that they pass from their sons, from, from themselves down to their sons. Um, and sorry, back to the story. So they were all um, embroidering and sequining these pieces that I designed and I'd you know go in there and how many pieces can they do a day or they can do two pieces a day and you would calculate it you'd be like oh well that's okay you know I've got to make x amount of pieces so in two days they should be finished that and then they can you know be finished on the machine yep we should make the deadline you know there'll be about you know 15 people sitting and doing it and then we lunch time and you come back after lunch and you'd be like where where's everybody gone there was 15 people and now there's five people and you'd say the factory owner you'd be like we we're not going to finish now and and I said what happened to all the guys they've only made one piece they could make another piece today they get paid by the piece yes yeah 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 like freelancers and they set the price they say okay we can make it for x amount and and the factory agrees or not agrees and they negotiate and I said, well, they've only made one piece today. They can make another piece. You know, it's only lunchtime. And the factory owner, you know, knowingly laugh, you know, like, 
oh, well, they're happy with what they've made for today. Oh, and you're like, no. You know, they're going to go home <laughs> and spend time with their family, yeah. which is well, really like you. lovely. Really, yes. But yeah. at the same time, when you're, you know, trying to run a business, you're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. you know, we in the West don't understand that so much they sort of have this real live for the day philosophy yes which is which is beautiful too so beautiful. But, but a bit tricky to do <laughs> business really with tricky, but that was of course the early days so we then learned to have super long timelines <laughs> yes yes you know, start really early start really early but of course we'd inevitably still be working to the wire I know. yeah but it's just one of those things isn't it like they've got such amazing beautiful skills and that's what you've got to work with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so you have a small family. You've yes. got... I've got Sasha, my son. He's six. So yes. he's in grade one. And then I've got Lily and she's 18 months That's old. It's crazy. Yeah. So I had quite a big gap and that was intentional because... Well, as intentional as it can be. Um, but that was because of my business. Like I knew I couldn't juggle it all. That was just me personally. And I know my capacities and how much time I want to spend with my kids and work and whatever. Um, So yeah, but yeah, it's definitely going from one to two. I always find that amazing about you, Bryony, that you make such strong decisions about work-life balance and your family. and. Yeah, I do. Thank well, you. from the outside, it yeah. seems like that. You know, you had this intentional break because you knew yeah. that it was what you yeah. could handle. And you yeah. did one range a year because you knew what you could handle. And yeah. you didn't, um, like, you still were pushing yourself yeah. and you still were doing these extraordinary things, but yeah. you just didn't listen to what everyone else was expecting or you or wanting you to yeah. do. You just like stuck really true oh thank you yeah I don't I think it yeah knowing your limits is good Mm. and also you know like if you you hear a lot of businesses who you know they grow really way too quickly and it's not sustainable and some of them then unfortunately you know can't continue so yeah like our business has always been just us and funded by us and you know it's the way it has to be sometimes but also yeah it was what was right for us as a family yes yeah and do you think you can achieve work-life balance that's really hard Pip (laughs) do you think I don't know I, I think sometimes yes I think it helps if I think it helps if you love what you do yes obviously but No, I don't know. I struggle with that term work-life balance because I think that for me what that represents is like that I have to have everything, you know, tied up with a nice little bow and working in harmony all the time. And for me, I don't think that that's attainable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I just look for, I don't know, I guess small... little bit of balance you know every day yeah and how how would you relax Mm, just really just small things like a cup of tea (laughs) a little walk (laughs) yeah nothing too major yeah and after this year yeah you know you have a clean slate yeah what is next for you yeah everybody's asking this and this is I don't know, it's different for my personality. I actually don't have a plan. Yes. Um, but I do want to have a short 
break. So I've had my label for 10 years, but I've been in fashion for 17 years. Yes. Um, and as anyone knows who's in the industry, it's fairly unrelenting, you know, um, the cycle and whatnot. So I'll enjoy a break for a small amount of time. I probably won't last that long before I'm really, you know, itchy or climbing the walls and ready to do the next thing. Um, but yeah, I'm really open to it all, like whether it's, um, starting a new business or yeah. working for other people, freelancing, um, whether in fashion or one of the side industries. So I'm just going to let my brain kind of open up a little How bit. How exciting. And the yeah. universe will throw something amazing at you as well. Me, but we'll see. You're <laughs> such a beautiful person that oh, I just know it's going to be such a lovely future thank for you. you. Thank now, you. are you ready for the jumbled mixed bag? Sure. Okay. Do you have any productivity tips? Uh, oh, most creative people are hopeless at that. You know that. <laughs> but um, okay, so I think a lot of women are working around their kids. So if it was days where I had, you know, the kids around and and I knew I had to get stuff done, you know, that day, it was no way you could put it off. I don't know about you, but I spend my life making food and clearing food. Oh. <laughs> So a very it almost makes you hate cooking. Oh, oh my god, I'm hate hungry. Actually, yeah. Um, you know, I gave you a snack like 20 minutes ago. So literally, I would um make lunch boxes. Yes, smart. I, I hate making lunch boxes, yeah. but I make lunch boxes at the start of the day. One in the pantry for the dry stuff. One in the fridge for the cold stuff. And from I think about three, you would just say to myself. <laughs> Right, here's your food, you know, that's for the smart. day. And yeah. You would quite like it, I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> really quite independent. Smart. So that was that's one. Um, two, I don't know about you, but I think being creative or always you've got ideas pinging off all the time. Yeah. And it's very hard to uh, arrange those ideas. They come and they go. Mine come quickly. in the shower. Yep. Yeah. So so I don't know, I sometimes you know, I'd find it hard to remember these ideas when it came to being creative mm. <laughs> or whatnot. So I worked out a system. So I've got a, um, I've got a stack of journals that each have a different category. Oh. So things that I might be interested in and they were things for my business, but also outside of my business, you know, like I'd have one lace blouses, jewelry, you know, kids things I'd love to look weddings, in your journals oh my gosh things like that yeah so if I was in the car like you know and doing shopping and then I saw someone walking and I was like oh that's a great sleeve or something yeah, like that yeah, I, yeah before it left me which it often would before I worked out this I'd go a quick be disciplined sketch it out quick it'd only take about a couple of minutes but quickly do it because often I go back to that book and I go I can barely remember doing that, but yeah, yeah, good idea. So for things that were that, or an idea that you wanted to write down, so I'd put them in these books. And then I'd also have Pinterest boards that had the same category. So if I was online, as we all do, scrolling or whatever, and see something on Pinterest or Instagram or whatever, screenshot it and pin it to the respective board. So yeah. when it came time to going, oh, I want to explore that idea of the jewellery or whatever, you could sit down and open it up and go, I've got all these resources here. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so that was beautiful. A, yeah, that was something else that I sort of worked out early. And it yeah. takes a bit of discipline to do it and sometimes I'm better at it 
than other times, but otherwise I would find the ideas would just leave me. Yes, yeah. 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 Where I had that really good idea, but I can't remember what it was. Totally. Yeah, totally. So that's um, my second one and... I don't know if I've got a third one. Do you operate better in the morning or the evening? evening. Like you're more creative. Oh, you're more creative. Better in for the sure. evening. Yeah, you okay. know, when everyone's gone to bed. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, get on a bit of a roll. There's nothing to distract you. Yeah, no, yeah. Nothing that you think you're missing out. No timeline that you have to meet totally. except for bedtime. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Oh, how great. Yeah. What are your top three items that you think everyone should have in their okay. wardrobe? Every girl. I reckon a beautiful embellished jacket. Yes, like you're wearing now. Like I'm wearing now that you can throw on over any outfit to immediately, you know, elevate your look. Yes, yeah. Um, I think a forever dress, something that you love so much that you know one day you're going to pass down to your daughter or niece or someone special in your life. And what was my other one that I was thinking? Um, let me see. <laughs> I've written some notes. I thought about this. Well, I think um, a gorgeous like cotton lace blouse you oh. know, that goes equally as well with denim as it does with a beautiful silk dress pan or something. You do a great briny marsh. That's what I'll miss. The beautiful white uh, cotton yes. blouse, a little bit of lace, yeah. bit of sleeve, bit yeah. of something that you yep. always could put on and feel really yeah. good in. Oh, oh I'm going to miss that. Gosh. Okay, and where should we holiday in India? Mm, I think Rajasthan. If you have to name one place, Rajasthan, like beautiful. You can go to the Pink City, go to the Blue City. Yeah, really magical. But there's so, India's so big. And I think definitely you have to see the Taj Mahal. Like it absolutely blows your mind. It's so magical. And to think that it was built in the 1600s is crazy when you see like how beautifully crafted yeah. and craftsmanship in it yeah magic well thank you so much for thank talking you, to me thank i you. love i could listen to you talk all day <laughs> she's Bryony's just someone that just makes you feel calm and oh, serene and thank <laughs> but thank you and well done thank on you. such an amazing business thank and you. can't wait to see what you do next oh, well done thank you Pip, and thank you for all your support over all the years oh i'm gonna miss you With gosh thank yeah. you pleasure thank you <laughs>